This episode of the Mad Splainers is brought to you by Exact Sciences. Learn more about Exact Sciences' mission to beat cancer through early detection at exactsciences.com. Hello, everyone. It's Eric Lawrenson. I'm a reporter with the Cap Times and one of the hosts of the Mad Splainers, a show that breaks down local government and city affairs in Madison. We have a bit of a different episode for you today. Instead of Lisa, Abby, and myself talking it up in the studio, we're actually going to be bringing you a recording from Cap Times Idea Fest. This was a two-day event that we held in late September on the University of Wisconsin-Madison campus that brought together a bunch of politicians, activists, scholars, artists, community leaders into the same place to have conversations about current affairs, culture, and community. One of those conversations was moderated by none other than Mad Splainer's co-host, Abby Becker. It was called Leading Locally, and it featured three Wisconsin mayors talking about the challenges that they face. From budgetary constraints to roads upkeep to recovering from a natural disaster. The panelists you're going to be hearing from are Middleton Mayor Gurdip Brar. Middleton, we don't really think that we are competing with the county or the other cities. We try to find ways to work with them. Appleton Mayor Tim Hanna. Well, if you pay attention to what's happening and more and more people moving into cities, and one of the things they're looking for are choices of transportation. And Wauwatosa Mayor Kathy Eli. When you're outside of the United States, we're part of the Great Lakes region. And so we have to start thinking more collectively on that. Just a heads up, there were some issues with the audio at this panel. So we're bringing you a fairly heavily edited version of this conversation. Also, you may notice at times some chatter playing underneath the voices of the panelists. Okay, let's get to it. We'll start with Mayor Hanna talking about economic development in the Fox Valley region. I'm going to pull us back and, 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 and be a little more basic, all right? How many of you live your life within the confines of, of municipal lines that are drawn on a map? You don't, right? Then why does the state force us as municipalities to act only within our boundaries? When we know, I know, in the city of Appleton, we're a city, our population is about 75,000. I know that over half the people who live in Appleton don't work in Appleton. And there's a whole bunch of people who don't live in Appleton that travel into Appleton to go to work every day. But at the end of the day, we all live and work in the same community. We share a local economy. I'm the mayor of Appleton. I shop at the, I shop at the mall in Grand Chute. I go out to eat in Nina. I have friends in Menasha and Kimberly, and that's how I live my life. And I think, when you're really honest about it, I think all of us do too. Tax incremental financing is designed to support the system that we have today, and the system we have today doesn't work. How many of you enjoy paying property taxes? Thank you. All right. I've got a couple of honest people out there. Thank you very much. It's one, of, it's one of the most hated taxes. 
We are still one of the highest property tax states in the country, but yet we have elected people at the state level running around saying, I lowered your property tax. And I go, but it's still higher than just about everybody else. What we really need to do is take a big step back and go, why are we using property tax to pay for the things that it pays for? We instituted property tax in this state because property ownership a hundred years ago was a sign of wealth. Well, the intervening years, we have worked hard as a country to have more and more people achieve the American dream of home ownership. And that's a good thing. Property ownership is not that sign of wealth, and so we need to tax the wealthy to pay, pay for all of these things. What does the value of your property have to do with public education? What does the value of your property have to do with county social services? Is that the appropriate revenue to be using to pay for those things? And what I'm advocating for is a couple things. One, that we need to shuffle the deck and figure out the appropriate revenue for the appropriate service. Property tax should support services that support your property. Public safety, some uh, uh, sanitation, uh, those kinds of basic services that have to do with your property. A lot of people in this state, when you really ask them, they don't know how much property tax they pay to the city and then to the county and then to the school district. It's just the people that send the bill out, you know, they go, oh my gosh, that's too much. The bills we send out in Appleton, about 35% of it comes to the city, the rest of it we collect and then forward on to the other taxing entities. And ours is 30. Yep. So, and we have five taxing entities that we collect for. Any increases elsewhere, people have the impression it supports the local municipality. Right. So, TIF. TIF is wonderful. It's a tool that we've been given for economic development. And I could go on and on about what is economic development today, because it's more about people than it is about tax base, really, in today's world. But it's a tool now because the only way we can fund the services in the city is to grow our tax base, net new construction. So what happens? Within that regional economy that we all live in, the municipalities compete with each other for tax base, right? Mayor Brar says, I'm having a hard time getting those businesses to move to Middleton. He needs them to move to Middleton because he has to increase his tax base. And I'm going, why should it matter? They're in the region. They're here contributing to the regional economy. Right? When we start thinking that way, if we can have a system that more reflects the way that we live our life, think of what we can accomplish. Does it do Wausau any good if, if Milwaukee's failing? I mean, Wauwatosa, does it do Wauwatosa no. any good if and, Milwaukee's failing? No, and I'm beginning to see, it's interesting, because the, the points that Tim is talking about were things that I had written down as well. We need to start thinking Surprise. regionally. <laughs> we need to start thinking as a state. Uh, when I hear the 
when I hear proud comments that we've poached businesses from northern Illinois into southern Wisconsin, that doesn't really make me proud because Wauwatosa is part of Milwaukee, part of southeastern Wisconsin, part of Wisconsin, but when you're outside of the United States, we're part of the Great Lakes region. And so we have to start thinking more collect collectively on that. I see little hints of that with our, you know, we're talking about how we can cut costs. Well, we're doing more collaboration with municipalities around us. But we really need to be planning as a region and implementing and thinking collectively as a region. So I totally support. And not only do we have the the challenge of competing against uh, against each other for this net new construction but we have something else that's been cropping up that more individual own uh, voters have to be paying attention to in property tax because we've got the big commercial retail store property owners and now offices challenging their assessments and if all of our funds are coming from the taxes on your property value and a $23 million or an $8 million rent, uh, retail store comes into my assessor and says, I'm, uh, I'm challenging this because it should only be $2 million. And now they're, they're going to court almost immediately. So if that, if they reduce their property value, and I just had this number pulled um, the other day, the refunds we've given collectively since 2010 to now have reduced our property value of the city by $43 million. So how much net new construction can you do to replace that? So pay attention to this issue of the dark store and the Walgreens um, uh, argument. We've got five Walgreens in our municipality. They are telling us, and we're a very vibrant, one of the hottest property areas in southeastern Wisconsin. Properties that they just sold for $8 million, they're telling us are worth two. So that is impacting. That's going to shift. We still need municipalities, still need the money to put the infrastructure in, to have the police force, to have. So who's going to end up paying a greater amount? You and me on our private property. It doesn't change the levy. It does not change, change the, the levy. levy. It doesn't change the budget. We just have to shift where that money come, is coming from from the pie. So pay attention to that. That's that's more that that's a sturgeon bite. That's not just a minnow bite. <laughs> and and, our, and it is our state legislators that can change this. But we've been working on this for four years now. Mm -hmm. As, as a collective league of municipalities, our voice isn't as strong as other... Um, other people with money? Oh, okay. <laughs> so I think Mayor Brar had a comment. I think I read your mind. We have a sort of a agreement with the other cities around here, non-compete. We do not poach for companies. Actually, I have worked with the Wisconsin Alumni Research Foundation, with the city of Madison. We want to create a region. We want to create a technology region. We have been trying to find a name for it, what to call, like Silicon Valley, and maybe we will end up having a compete. So for Middleton, I want the startups. That means uh, 
to get people excited and uh, invite them to start. There are even people who are already living there, no poaching. So, but, but I'm interested in creating this whole area, a technology hub. And I have also worked with the university professors as well. And, uh, you know, this, uh, they have the university research park, work with the director there as well. So I'm interested in, you know, the whole region going up, not just Middleton. But I, in Middleton, we will, I will welcome, as long as I'm there, anybody who has an idea and who want to need a space or want to work on that one. So as a mayor of Middleton, that's my job, but not uh, you know, asking if somebody's uh, in Fitchburg or uh, elsewhere that give them some incentive to come there. That isn't going to happen. So we have an inquisitive crowd this morning, so I want to try to get to a lot of the questions that you guys have asked. Um, and I think this one kind of touches on um, this idea of cooperation that we've been um, sort of talking about. Um, so the question is, given the state's commitment to restrict local control, how can you envision better cooperation between city and county government? I can uh, try to answer that. Um, I'm lucky enough to be the mayor of a city that, uh, Appleton is the largest city in Outagamie County. Appleton is the largest city in Calumet County. Appleton also is a city in Winnebago County. Um, so I have, I'm the largest city in two counties and I have a piece of a city in the third county. I also have pieces of five different school districts in the city of Appleton. And most of our people get sewer and water from the city. Some of them don't, some of them get it from other places. So depending upon where you live in the city of Appleton, you will get one of 10 different tax bills that get sent out at the end of the year. And I, I say that because it kind of forces us to cooperate with other entities. And I'll, I'll go real quick. I've been doing strategic planning with the city of Appleton for over 20 years. And the strategic plan really starts with mission and vision. And then you, have, you adopt some strategies to achieve that mission and vision. Our mission for the city of Appleton is we're dedicated to meeting the needs of the community and enhancing the quality of life. Notice it says community and not city. Community is about people so and enhancing the quality of life. So one of the questions we asked early on is who else is out there trying to meet the needs of the community? Who else is out there working on achieving the same type of mission that we have? And how can we work with them? And then I challenged my department directors to explore at least two new cooperative or collaborative agreements each year. They didn't have to be successful. I just wanted them to have to think about it. And we've tracked that over the years. Today I have a document that's 30 pages long of all the things that we do with other entities. Some are counties, some are school districts, some are other municipalities, some are nonprofits, but in total, almost every single one of them is trying to achieve that, that mission of meeting the needs of the community. So we do a number of things with counties um, to work together. You find those economies. For, and I'll give you a, a quick example. Counties are required to provide um, paratransit service uh, for people that need to get back and forth to work and, and I have transportation challenges. The city of Appleton 
has a public transportation system. It's called Valley Transit because it serves the whole region from Nina to Kakana and everywhere in between. It's funded by um, 14 municipal governments and we also take care of the counties, each of the three counties, we take care of their responsibility for paratransit. It's more efficient for them to contract with Valley Transit. We can provide that service uh, on behalf of the county and it's a cost savings for our taxpayers to do that rather than them contract on their own. It's more efficient and it leads to a system that recognizes us as a region rather than individual municipalities hooked together. So that's just one example of something that we do with all three counties. Of course, we've got 911 dispatch. Can you imagine how that is? When each county has a 911 dispatch, but I've got pieces of three counties in my city. So it necessitates having agreements that the systems work together so that there's not a delay in emergency response for police and fire when a 911 call comes in from one side of the street, which is Calumet County, and the response is coming from the other side of the street within the city, which is Ottagamie County. We can't have that, oh, they have to transfer the call. And, oh, we can't have that. That's not right. So it, necess it really necessitates a lot of those types of agreements. And, and at the end of the day, there may be some disagreement on how we get there, but I think the people that we work with understand the necessity to really to really make that happen. So there are a lot of opportunities to, to work together with other municipalities and, and with counties. And the one I like to emphasize is we forget in municipal government that school districts, there's a lot of opportunities to work with school districts because don't we work for the same people? We use the same. We see, we give the same, the thing, you know, they get a tax bill, mm -hmm. school, city, county. That's what we yeah. If I'm a taxpayer, there should be an expectation that I'm working with the schools and the counties because I'm giving you money and it's, and it's shared by all three. So um, we have a number of things that we do with our school districts. Um, and uh, they're just natural partners in, in, a, in a lot of things that we do. One of the challenges, of, I don't have the issues that Tim has. I'm in one county, my one school district, it's our 13 square miles. That can cause, and I think that often is more the case in Wisconsin, mm -hmm. so it can cause you to be very parochial in how you're looking at, because you're not forced to figure out the innovation of collaboration. I'm, I'm proud to say we really have in our community. But it took, it took my finance director from the city and the school district's finance director over a year of learning each other's state requirements to figure out how we could collaboratively best use the taxpayer's dollar. What, what would we be doing? Because sometimes if, if the municipality improves something, it has a negative impact on the funding for the schools. So again, we go back to let's, we need to be simplifying on a state level how we can be more efficient on a local level but not constraining us. That's the intent right now, is to have a mantra saying, you local level people don't know how to be efficient. And that's the message that's been going out, waste in local government, waste in local government, to the point where the average person just assumes there's waste without understanding all the efficiencies and collaborations. 
we need to be given the opportunity to just act as good leaders and human beings and work with each other across these artificial boundaries. Well, I guess uh, Middleton, we don't really think that we are competing with the county or the other cities. We try to find ways to work with them. They have a different bucket of money than what we have. And actually, we work with Dane County very well until they wanted to transfer some of the roads. Even that, uh, we agreed to the transfer of at least uh, half of the University Avenue. But we always find a lot of other things which we can do together and make things better. But there are a few things which uh, I, well, um, try to share it quickly because we probably have only about 15 more minutes, 13 more minutes. There are some things which the cities and the county can come together and make a huge difference for our whole area. And it's not happening. And again, uh, and I realized what was happening very early on, and I started working on this. I'll give you one example of roads. So because the roads are bad in Wisconsin, and we all know it, and that was one of my major goals to fix better roads in, in, in Middleton and around. So there's a Middleton using one technology in fixing roads, Madison using different technology, and Fitchburg. What they need to do is to talk to each other. I have been trying hard for all these public works directors to come together and share, have a standard operating procedure. I had to spend three months and study, when I became a mayor, to study all about the road there was to know. I walked, talked to the DOT here, talked to the national DOT, and I talked to the Dane County, and talk to the other cities around, but then I wanted that could we have a meeting and share, you know, some of the technologies which can simplify and save money how we fix roads. In any case, uh, I hope I'm successful in bringing these guys together, but at least in Middleton, we have started using some of the technologies which are cheaper and better. And this is, I'm just giving you one example. I'm not stopping at roads, because there are a lot of other things which we can do as well. And I'll give you just one more example and stop. And that is the city of Middleton, city of Fitchburg, city of Verona, and uh, one other city. We have all come together. We have a computerized system to maintain all the statistics, all the data. And again, it's saving money to all the cities. But there are other things, whether it's a EMS or fire, we can again cooperate and do things and which can make things better for the whole area here, not just one city. There's so much knowledge base there, which is just getting wasted just because we are not talking to each other. And anyway, I'm making progress with this, and maybe we will have time to talk a little bit further down. Yeah, so one last question from the audience. Uh, we're on the topic of roads. So uh, this one is, how do you think the state's current transportation policies are impacting the whole state? So how are your m municipalities Okay, well, maybe I policies? will go ahead and start with the roads. So, um, well, unless you guys want to. No, go ahead. I'd... Well, maybe I should give these guys a chance, because... <laughs> 
the reason is I have spent, road was my number one issue, better roads, and I have spent so much time about roads, and I could, uh, you know, I can communicate with all the city engineers who know about the roads, but I will give them a chance, and then we'll maybe at the end. You probably have more so. of the history of uh, our road, local road funding comes through the state because of the history and and the and the purpose of collecting taxes up through the state and then we give shared revenues back and our, our local funding for roads has been uh, again depreciated by minobite over the years um, and it's been greatly reduced so that's that's very challenging I, ours has been pretty flat I mean it fluctuates a little bit the, the money we get from the state but you know, I would rather not be dependent on the state for local roads. That's our job. That's our job. Yep. They need to take care of the state roads. We used to have one of the best state highway systems in the country. We don't anymore. And, and by the way, being at full circle, you know why we had such a robust state highway system? Because it needed to connect all those regional economies. You needed a highway system to get goods from... Wausau to Superior to Ashland to Green Bay to Appleton to Sheboygan, Manitowoc, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's why we have more state highways than a lot of other states, because we're connecting those regional economies. We need to take care of that system. But um, one area that uh, concerns me greatly is public transportation. Uh, public transportation in our urban areas. There is a predisposition in Madison and with our policymakers to kind of, you know, look at public transportation as, and I've heard it described as, oh, that's really a social yeah. service. And only poor people take bus. And only poor people take the bus. Yeah. Well, if you pay attention to what's happening in the culture around this country, and more and more people moving into cities on purpose, I call it the re-urbanization of America, are millennials choosing to live in cities because they have high quality of life. And one of the things they're looking for are choices of transportation. Is the city walkable? Is it bikeable? Can I take public transportation? Will it get me where I need to go when I need to get there? As a millennial, I can confirm this. So. All right, right? So, put on top of that, Wisconsin is one of the few states in the country that does not authorize regional transportation authorities. The ability for a, regional, a region to get together and say, we want a separate authority to fund regional transportation, and this state says, no, you can't do that. And you remember in fact, they say, we say, we're willing to ask our own residents if they're willing to tax themselves to do it. And the state still says, no, you can't. So the challenge in Wisconsin, public transportation buses, you know, that type of thing, is up is the responsibility of the municipality. Is that correct? Is it, or, or the county. Or the county. And Milwaukee's yes, got a that's county right. system. Milwaukee mm -hmm. has. Yep. But then... The, because we can't do this regional planning, there ends up being a lack of connectivity. So Waukesha has a bus system, not Waukesha County, the city of Waukesha, Milwaukee County has a bus system, and we have a county line. And we are, our, our four county areas 
pretty much seamless as far as the population. Milwaukee County has no unincorporated land in it. We've got Waukesha County right now where companies have moved because the land was cheaper and the taxes were lower. And the TIF deals were better. And better, <laughs> who are now in a crisis and want where the people live, which is Milwaukee County, to fix the problem of getting employees out to their businesses. And my pushback is, you private businesses, if you have this need, you have to be part of the solution. And the residents, now think about where Milwaukee County and Waukesha County, you've got the most liberal and the most conservative counties at my border. 120th Street is my border. So I joke about, I'm trying to be the bridge between the two. It's really... That's interesting. Yeah. I go like this. I'm the bridge. But just having, and I've, I've spent thousands of hours on this issue and trying to figure out how we can get past it. But just learning the language that I have to use between the two, I can't use the word transit. I have to say multimodal because trans, I mean, this is, this is how challenging it is. If we had regional planning, which we're now trying to do, or there's a group of us that have asked Three of the county executives put in a request to the southeastern, uh, to Sewer Pack, to do a study about a regional plan for public transit. Hopefully that, but the fact that we can't get regional. You can't get regional transit, transit authority. Right. right. Here's the problem with that. Um, and, and there's a good example right down here. It's called Epic, right? They built out in Verona. You have a whole bunch of people working out there and a whole bunch of those people live here. And they would love a way to get out there where they, everyone doesn't have to drive their own car. And, and I know you've been working yeah. on it down here, but that is a really good example right here in, in this area. The problem is, and I'm not saying, you know, the funding for public transportation has been fairly steady. But it's been steady at a time when demand is growing. And if, you're, if we're going to be serious about attracting people to live here, right, that's one of the basic issues facing this state. Incentive for more people to move here, to make that choice. We've got high quality of life. We've got a lot of the things people are looking for. That public transportation piece, though, we stink yeah. at that. If you want to create systems to meet demand, you can't. It costs money to... to add that kind of, to, to respond to that kind of demand. I mean, bottom line, public transportation does not pay for itself. Okay? We almost either do Either do roads, by the way. Right. And there's okay? also a panel later about um, getting young people to Sorry. come to the state and stay in the state. Well, and so that's, just it, what it really comes down to there. is municipalities create an environment for people to, in, for businesses to want to invest in. We don't create jobs other than our municipal jobs. That's not our role. Our role is to create an environment that draws the job creators. So we're coming yeah. up on time, so I just wanted to ask one last question. So could I, I just say oh, go, go for it. So when we almost came close to starting RTA, so the state's formula in giving money to the cities for the roads, more you spend, more you get. And uh, even people in the city of Milton didn't know that that was 
we start spending less and we started getting less. So this is set up very interesting, but a lot of cities don't know it. So, And the second thing is, uh, well, again, my background is in science, and that's how I tackle things. I look at that. I look at the future 10, 20 years from now, not where we are now, that what is that which we could do? We could do it better, faster, and cheaper. And uh, so some of the things which we could do with the road technology is that uh, we have a world-class university here. Did anybody ask that uh, what is the best way to fix the roads? And uh, I actually talked to the professor who is in, in charge of payment. And of course not. You have to bring those problems. We have to use the technology to solve some of these problems. And we can do better than a lot of other other states because we have a top-notch folks over here. I will stop there, but uh, the roads is one of my passion. And uh, you should see the roads in Middleton. They are getting better. And you will see next year they will be even much better. So, so it is just you have to put your... Uh, you have to do what you say you will do and keep doing it, and things do happen. So in just a few quick sentences, uh, last question. What does Moving Wisconsin Forward look like for you in your city? We have in uh, Wauwatosa, within our 13 square miles, the uh, medical, uh, uh, Milwaukee Medical Research Complex, which has Freighter Medical College of Wisconsin Children's Hospital. We also have the uni a university campus with biomedical engineering. Supposedly, the governor cut the budget after we created the campus. Um, but we have this synergy going on right within this couple of miles area with the medical complex, GE Healthcare. It it has the opportunity to become another biomedical research startup area, complementary to what's been going on in Madison. That, for southeastern Wisconsin, would be significant, but we can't get traction on the state level to see this holistic possibility to, have the, to, to help support the vision of what could be. Now, that's just in, in my little section of the world. I'm sure that, you know, because we do have these different commercial areas throughout mm -hmm. the state. It's, it's different. What I would say, moving Wisconsin forward, what it looks like for Appleton, and when I say Appleton, I I'm, I'm oftentimes don't mean just Appleton. Uh, I mean the Fox Cities in northeast Wisconsin. Um, to me, moving Wisconsin forward, it, it's about culture. Because that is what... That's what people are looking for. Um, and I, I'm really excited about... I, I'm, I'm actually excited about the future. We dealt with decades of people moving out of cities and dealing with the aftermath of that and urban sprawl and greenfield development and that's expensive, putting in new infrastructure. We're seeing that trend reverse, people moving back in. Everyone can name the hot cities around the country, right? Nashville, Austin, on and on, right? Guess what? We have a whole bunch of cities right here in Wisconsin that have all of the same assets that people are moving to those cities for without all the problems and without the same type of cost of living. We have a high quality of life here. We have great schools here. And, and we need to change the paradigm and need to change the system of how we're funded at the local level. Because if we continue down this path, it's harder and harder 
for cities to invest in those quality of life initiatives that we know will help us solve the problem that we're up against in terms of workforce and attracting people to move here. There's no reason why they won't. So part of it is culture within the cities. And I can just anecdotally tell you this. I have worked really hard on this for Appleton and the Fox City. And I am very gratified. I am having more and more just anecdotally meeting people who are moving to Appleton from out of state on purpose. And I'm going, yes, it's happening. It's happening. But it's harder and harder to make sure we're doing things the way to make sure that they're going to want to stay and to continue to attract more people. Well, I just think if the state can get their head around that and understand that we're the, we can be the engines that drive this state's economy and kind of change that formula, there's so much potential here in, and, it, and a lot of it rests in, in our cities. All right, close this out, Mayor Brown. So, I will keep it short. So, short term, medium term, long term. What I would like to, there are, as I said, there are near term challenges. That's the income inequality and the affordable housing. And in Milton, the, as everywhere else, the quality of life is an issue. And in Milton, I would like to keep our parks and nature conservancy because 30% of our space is green space the best there is. And then, of course, everybody wants to come to Milton because of the schools and our nature conservancy. And that has shot up the prices of the homes in Milton. So, so I think uh, we have challenges. We are working what is needed now and what's needed out into the future. So, but it will be thinking more as a region rather than just as in looking at a city. Thank you so much for listening to this special episode of The Mad Splainers. If you liked what you heard, guess what? The Cap Times is producing an entire podcast dedicated to bringing you audio from the Cap Times Idea Fest. It's called Live from Cap Times Idea Fest, and you can find it anywhere you find podcasts. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, The Works. The same goes for this show. Be sure to subscribe and to leave us a rating or a review. The Mad Splainers will be back in two weeks. Once again, I'm Eric Lawrenson, and I'll check you later. Thank mm-hmm. you.